Uh, we have Alan Watt joining us from Canada, uh, and uh, it's uh, great to have you here with us, sir. Cutting to the Matrix.com. Alan, good to have you with us. It's good to be back on again, Alex. Okay, you've heard me ranting about money and, and funding and support. I want to get into the overall globalist takeover, the financial collapse, where you see things coming after the break. But in the next three minutes, I didn't ask you to do this beforehand. I really want your perspective. Can you explain to people how the big foundations and the government funds the mainstream media? And do you agree with us, Alan, uh, that, I mean, like when we flew up twice, interview you in Canada and tried to help you out a little bit for doing the interview, which you, you didn't even ask for, but you need to support you. I mean, how important is it to support Infowars.com and the whole scheme of things? And give me your honest response. What do you think of this show? What do you think of its trailblazing value? I think the few remaining stations that are left, and there's very few, there used to be lots of stations for Patriot Radio. Uh, the few remaining ones are the only lifeline that people have to any alternate news uh, that fills, fills in all the blank spots which the media leaves out. And uh, without it, really, you're left with nothing but mainstream propaganda and the mainstream will never tell you that they're really shepherding you into this whole new global society, which is an authoritarian society. And uh, the show is the few patriot stations that are left are trying to put out the information to show you what kind of society is to be. It's already decided. They have put out their books on it. Uh, they've got lots of documentation at the United Nations of the society they're bringing in. It's an authoritarian society, totally controlled society. And uh, there's no de uh, democracies or republics in it. It's, it's simply authoritarian from top to bottom. And we're, we've been living through it for the last few years. We've, we've watched the implementation as have taken the rights away from all the people across the entire planet. And this is a global agenda. And right now, as I say, the only lifeline they have uh, are the occasional talk show hosts who put out uh, alternate information and try to at least educate the ones who need that. And people, people do really crave uh, to have the, the, the little bits explained to them that the media does leave out. No, You've got to know why, why everyone right now is pushing towards total integration with the International Monetary Fund. If you know the history of it, you'll know it was set up 50, 60 years ago to be completely integrated for the world. And even Stephen Harper on Canadian um, television uh, at the G20 meeting admitted that they've all signed an agreement yeah, we got to give up our sovereignty to have an economy. That's how they hold us hostage. It's also up on PrisonPlanet.com. Do we have that loaded in the video system? Uh, the Stephen Harper admits Canadians need to give up sovereignty. It's a PrisonPlanet.com article if we don't have it in the video list. Let's come back and talk about that, Alan, on the other side, and then the overall view of where we are in the rollout, the implementation of this global government. Uh, he is Alan Watt of CuttingTheMatrix.com. I'm Alex Jones of InfoWars.com. We shall return after this quick break. 24-plus hour broadcast is live. The number one issue we have today in Canada and have had for the past couple of years, without a shadow of a doubt, is the economy. But as I constantly remind Canadians, there isn't really a Canadian economy anymore. It is a global economy. And yes, the Canadian economy, so to speak, is doing better than many other countries. This is Stephen Harper. But the general trajectory of the Canadian economy, whether we're on the down or downhill as we were last year, or whether we're on the rebound as we are this year, is fundamentally determined by the state of the global economy. And that's what these meetings are all about, and that's why they are so critical. That's why it's so critical that we participate and play a major role, because Canadian jobs and Canadian futures are intimately linked to what goes on here. And quite frankly, everything that we do in our country uh, to 
uh, improve our country's position is ultimately to improve that position within the context of a global economy. And we cannot be effective at major economic matters any, any longer unless we work with our other economic partners around the world and work with them closely and intimately. That is essential. I know some people don't like it. It's a loss of national sovereignty, but it is a simple reality. It is a simple reality uh, that we are in a global economy. The global economy is determining uh, where we're headed and will determine our future, and we have to play our part uh, in, these, uh, in these forums to make sure that our interests are protected and advanced. All right. So they hold you hostage. They say the global economy has to make the decision. That's the mega central banks that bought up the planet through fraud with at least 1.5 quadrillion, 1,500 trillion. And now, oh, we've got to let th this foreign group make the decisions and determine it. Globalism's our only hope. See, it gets you like a boa constrictor, squeezes you, and then hisses in your face while it's killing you that it's saving you. And this is how they're selling pure evil and world government. Alan Watt. Yes, and again, it's, it's nothing to really shock some of us who studied it for years because... Uh, we've watched all the different uh, global meetings I've had. You could understand that they're all members of the Council on Foreign Relations that was set up as a parallel government. Uh, they put members in government to most of your bureaucrats at the high levels are all CFR members. And same in every other country across the world, uh, all members of the Council on Foreign Relations. And sometimes they'll, they'll change the name for the same organization. But their, their plan for the last, uh, oh, almost 100 years has been to bring in a global society, a sort of mixture of Marxism and a mixture of a, a Keynesian or Keynes, basically, a philosophy on money. That's the system we're living in now. And now we're going for the kill, which was the second part of the, the recipe of Bretton Woods, was where the IMF would come up and be the global banker for the whole planet and be in charge not only of dishing out money across the world, but also of managing every country's debt. Instead of the country doing it themselves, they will do it for them. They will demand access to the books. And everything yeah. we talked about has come true with total precision because we were only reading their own documents. That's right. They have made it public in all their publications, uh, just that the public uh, never hear about them because the media is perfectly silent about them. And the media is silent because uh, the, the leaders are all members of the Council on Foreign Relations. And we've had Rockefeller before, who finances an awful lot of the CFR's movements in America and publishes their books, too. Uh, and he pays for it all. He, he said in one of his meetings, we thank you. He was talking to the editors of newspapers and the magnets. And he said, we thank you for keeping it secret. We could never have gone this far without your, your help, keeping it all secret from the public. What point so, have we reached? I mean, they're publicly saying they're devaluing global currencies to, quote, fix the debt. That's like mm -hmm. if your leg's chopped off, chopping off the other leg. Yes, yeah, because you're going to bring in a, a standardized monetary system for the whole planet. That's definitely on the books. And obviously, they always do the same thing when they change into a new monetary system. They devalue the present currencies as they amalgamate it all together. And that's what they're doing with the U.S. and, and Canada to follow. Canada always follows the U.S. because we are so intertwined financially with business. Uh, there's major resistance to it. Uh, in fact, Brzezinski talked about a total global awakening the first time in history and admitted that they are in trouble. Uh, what's your take on that? 
I don't see it really as trouble. Um, remember, too, these guys have full-time think tanks working on every possible problem that could arise with their big a far-reaching plan, and they work it out well in advance, and they have, as you know, across the world, set up a police state and a militarized state in order to take care of any problems as we go through this as a just-in-case scenario. We've been trained since 2001 to simply obey anybody in a black-clad uniform, and and this is part of, of that too. It's training us to accept uh, total authority, um, poverty coming your way, the redistribution of wealth, of all, they've announced that, yep, they've announced that openly, that whatever happens in, in say, somewhere in Africa, uh, you, your wealthier people will have to bail them out. And uh, so this is the redistribution of wealth, as Karl Marx talked about. They call it the third way. This is the third way. It's the joining of the capitalist system with what was called the, the Soviet system. Which the Rand Corporation uh, documents admit they've also been involved in. Alan yes. Watts, stay with us. We'll be right back. We're on the march. The empire's on the run. Alex Jones and the GCN Radio Network. Do you understand Ford Foundation, Carnegie, Rand Corporation, all the old timers were right. It's true. World government run by the big banks. You pay your taxes to them, VAT taxes, taking the pension funds, troops on the streets for the financial collapse they engineered. We're going to be playing some video of that coming up early in the next hour. This is all happening now. This is real. It's happened to every other country. Most countries are under, under tyranny. And then the countries fall apart and just are in squalor. They use uh, the economic warfare to control you, just like Mexico does. But we can beat this, okay? They're not invincible. We've known their plans. We've warned people for decades. And they are having a lot of problems. And they're losing uh, in their operations in, in, in the Middle East. The, you know, the, the globalists are not invincible. And regardless... As we go into this thing, humanity cannot give up. The answer to 1984 is 1776. Resistance is victory. Uh, but uh, the globalists are out in the open now. It is incredibly brazen. But one big thing that I know is hurting them, Alan, is, and I want you to get back into the third way, one big thing is hurting them is the mortgages. It's coming out that they're stealing houses that they don't even own, that it's all fraud, that the, that the deed system's been destroyed. Uh, they're, uh, they're, people are winning in court against them. Uh, I found that these people aren't gods. They're not kings. They think they are, just like Climate Gate devastated them. Uh, they are not invincible, Alan. I, I know we can win, and I know I can't give up on my family and my children. Uh, we've got to take action. Uh, but uh, continue getting into the mortgages, the banking, where you see all this going the third way. Well, part of the, the, the process right now is, is going into chaos. You see, uh, they, they form in the public's mind a form of chaos. The public naturally turn to government for solutions, and that's the key to all this, this process. I've done it many times before in history. And out of the, the chaos, of course, to say, look, the world's in a mess. We have this plan here to get us out of it, but here's what you have to give up, which is exactly what they're doing right now. Uh, so it's a plan takedown. It's um, step by step. Uh, if they have to rush a part of it to create more chaos, they certainly will do it. And I do think there's another, another part of it planned that way, too, to make us really scared and to, to make the dollar really plunge even further. And, and then they come out with their magic solution of the IMF and so on and how intertwined we are. We can't go it alone anymore until the public get trained in getting the message. 
And that's psychology. You have no idea how many behavior, how behavioral psychologists they have working in the big massive think tanks. They have hundreds of these think tanks, you know, working on every possible outcome to make sure their plan will succeed, you know. So we've got to be aware of this at all times. But uh, even with the mortgages uh, being sold three or four or five times, I've lost track of, of who owns it, the, the houses. Uh, that was announced four years ago. That was already happening. So it isn't really new. It's just it's time now to push that and say we can't go on the same old way. Remember, in this new world order system, uh, and uh, Arnold Toynbee, who was the, the head teacher at Oxford for Rhodes Scholarships, and he taught the leaders of many countries, many countries across Europe and America, and Canada, uh, he did say uh, that the world they were bringing in would have eventually no private property. And that's the world we're getting trained to go into. Most youngsters who have come out of school today uh, would never think about buying property. They think renting is the way to go. I've talked to many in Canada. They all agree. So they're all getting this in school, of course. Uh, they all feel they're part of the, the new generation of greening and saving the world and the planet and sacrifice and sharing and they have no idea what it really means. It's an authoritarian Marxist-type system, but it's run by the wealthiest people on the planet at the top. So it's now time for the U.S. to get brought down. I've been saying this for years, and Toynbee said it too, by the way. He went through the whole process of America. He said the U.S. was designed to take over from Britain when Britain couldn't afford the empire anymore, but they would use the empire model for the United Nations. Uh, the U.S. would fund it primarily. They'd supply the armies. And they would uh, win most of the wars, and then they'd seem to lose, and then they'd come back again for for a last big push, and then they would collapse, he said, and then China would take over as the world army. This is all designed on the cards, and I've never seen them go wrong with their big plans when they announce them. CFR has said that 20 years ago. They are just laughing at us how they've charted all of this out. But we can have a new renaissance of liberty against these people if... The public understands their crisis creation. Yes, and also, too, you've got to understand that um, that there's been so much subtle but ongoing constant training for maybe 20 years or more that government is the supreme being on the planet instead of being the supreme servant of the people. And the public have to realize they've got to take that back. And, and really, the politicians, as you know, uh, are, are nothing like the images that are, protect, are projected through the magazines and television. They're basically actors, but they still are responsible to the voters that they do want to get in and stay in. Uh, but they've got to be held to the fire. And, and literally, I mean, short, literally short, honestly. And this has been discussed at the top as well, uh, short of a revolution with a philosophy to back it up as to where they're going with it, um, uh, the public don't have much of a chance unless unless there were massive demonstrations going on every week in major cities, capital cities across the world, demanding to have their sovereign rights back again and to put the politicians back in the, back in the, in the jar. That's starting to happen in Europe. Yeah, yeah. There's hope in Europe and some countries because they have caught on quicker, uh, they have memories, some of the countries, of being taken over by totalitarian powers. Um, there are communists, ex-communists living in Canada who tell me here it's more communistic here now than it was in the Soviet Union. They see all the signs coming. They know what's going on. And uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, it's been the American people who've been lulled to sleep with all their trivia on their, their news and so on as all this is, is running through. But um, individuality is a key factor here because 
you see, again, the United Nations admitted a long time ago, and they reiterated this thing too, that um, individuality is their main enemy. So they're trying to create the mass man, the mass mind, where we're all, we're all politically correct, we all agree about everything, we're all groupthink, and uh, individuality must be crushed, they said. Well, we're going to regain that individuality, and that means that every individual has the right to speak, regardless of what they want to talk about or say or even question. Uh, without that, you're lost, because the next step is to forbid you to even mention this new global system. And they're trying to do that already, by the way. They're putting through into the military um, the RAND Corporation, the, the NSA are now checking all military personnel to see if they're pro-government or what they now call anti-government. So this is ongoing now. You're seeing the Sovietized system come into play. Yeah, now, that's the attempt at, at intimidation, but mm-hmm. we need to boldly stand up and say it's not bad to be pro-Second Amendment and private property and pro-family. You are a bunch of sickos. And they put out, you know, these TV ads showing the school teacher murdering children because they don't accept the new world government. Mm-hmm. That blew up in their face. Uh, the people are now learning that the Federal Reserve is private and is the enemy. And Ron Paul has said that that's why we have a very good chance of winning, because they tried to say there is no private Federal Reserve. There is no world government being formed. There is no plan to put military on the streets for a financial collapse. But I turn on the local radio this morning and hear them reading my article on air uh, Paul Watson's article, Government Trains Troops to Run American Cities, and they took over 30 calls while I was listening, and 7 out of 10 or more said they've imploded the economy by design, they're going to try to take the pension funds, this is a martial law takeover. But then I heard people calling and saying, yeah, well, I'm in the military, yeah, we're training for this, but but we didn't, you know, the government wants to protect you during the collapse, but, you know, they've gone from not being able to even talk about it to now it being out in the open, and the host were even saying... You know, people that have actually made fun of me quite a bit, that this is real, that this is wrong, that this is dangerous, that they're doing gun confiscation drills. But I did hear a father, and he goes, my son's in the Marines. He is training for gun, you know, door-to-door gun confiscation. What's wrong with that? So, so, so now they've gone from denying all this to it just now being announced, now coming out in the open. And I don't see them getting away with it, even if they stage terror attacks, Alan. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they do expect trouble. There's no doubt about it. They do expect trouble. Uh, they've even got some, uh, through all their, again, their RAN scenarios where they feed all the data through their massive computers, just like they did during the Cold War. And they have, they have pretty good estimates of where the trouble will break out, um, right down to how many numbers will be involved and so on. Uh, the ways to retaliate, calling soft retaliation and hard retaliation, they call it. Uh, the soft ones will be, of course, getting uh, the active NGO groups to come out and pretend to, to stand up for the people's rights to stop violence and so on. And But if that fails, then they'll bring out the hard military, the hard power. Yeah. Well said, Alan. We've got a part two article that I asked Watson to do that uh, goes uh, as a compliment uh, to government trains troops to run American cities. Uh, the new report is U.S. troops to deal with rioting Americans. Globalists uh, collapsing society to bring in martial law. And Watson goes over all the Army reports, all the proof, all the training, uh, all the things that are going on, how the public is being trained to turn their guns in. Uh, It is all up there at prisonplanet.com. U.S. troops to deal with rioting Americans. Uh, Alan Watt, let's get some into the... Uh, mass drugging of society and how they're even coming out and going, yeah, bisphenol A gives you cancer and, you know, feminizes men and gives women breast cancer. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, we're, uh, you know, fluoride's doing that. Yeah, aspartame's killing you, but so what? I mean, it, it, it's incredible how they're doing this. Again, it was talked about by many of the top uh, globalists back in the 50s and 60s uh, that they would have to do this for world peace, they called it. And you, you find with Charles Galton Darwin, the physicist and grandson of Charles Darwin, um, he wrote a book called The Next Million Years, and he also was a, a scientist who worked on the Manhattan Project with all the other top scientists. He was at all the global meetings, of course, and he was lauded for his book uh, on ways to bring down massively cull and reduce the populations. But he said we'd have to use various drugs on the public, and on, including hormones, he says, hormones to alter the physical makeup of the males especially and make them more docile. Well, that's why you've had all this kind of stuff put into your food, into your, your plastic bottles, even baby's formula and the baby's bottles as well. And uh, men now literally are almost infertile. Uh, there's so much data come out on BPA, for instance, has been banned in Canada just, just yesterday or the day before, um, although they aren't going to take it off the, the, out of their products for two years. Um, so I can, see the, I can actually see the physical effects on the young guys today. They have no shoulders. They're very narrow shoulders. Uh, they're, they're more effeminate now, too. And um, it's a deadly stuff. But the big boys did say they would use hormones on the public. They also said, too, that excesses of certain hormones uh, would affect women uh, in a different manner. They make them more masculine, more aggressive. And that has happened, too. And it's helped also to further destroy the family units. It's all designed. I mean, you see short couples and the children look like them, but the mom's 5'5", five, five, the dad's 5'10", their daughter's 6'2", and they're, and, 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 and they're, you know, they're aquiline, they look like Amazons, but they're like a tree that grows too fast. They've got the breast by the time they're 30 of an 80-year-old woman from the bisphenol A, and they're going to die. So, I mean, they're murdering yes. our women, and, and, and you yeah. know, the average yuppie just thinks it's funny. Yes, they are. And of course, with all the inoculations and the cancers and the, and the virus, the viruses and, and, the, and the inoculations, that was part of it too. If you go through the first major inoculation uh, process that they went on with the, the Salk vaccine, and uh, and everybody said that he was a great savior for polio. And I think, to be honest with you, polio was hyped out of proportion, just like the flu was, the swine flu, the non-existent swine flu. The SV40 in that they admit killed hundreds of millions globally. That's right. That's right. And uh, Salk knew what they were putting in. Uh, there was many other uh, viruses in there, too, from live viruses from monkeys. Talk about that when we come back, because we, we have the clip from CBC TV where the top scientist laughs and said, yeah, we knew it would give everybody cancer. <laughs> it's like I'm murdering you and you're going to love it. Alan Watt is our guest. Uh, I'm Alex Jones, InfoWars.com, PrisonPlanet.com. Going back to Alan Watt. Alan, looking at this... Uh, I just see so much good news out there, though, and, and, and I understand the globalists have tried to cover all the angles, but, uh, I mean, they are destroying this system, and, uh, you know, as you said, we don't have a choice. We've got to fight back against this. There is no choice. Uh, you have no choice because I don't think people understand what a Sovietized bureaucracy ruling over you means. 
And this is what you have. This is the third way. That's what they meant by uh, Alvin Tolfer wrote the book, too. It's called The Third Way. It was emerging as they planned. It came out under the Rees Commission with Norman Dodds. It's up on YouTube somewhere where he explains that the foundation said their job was to uh, change the culture, radically alter it so much in the Western countries, including America, that they could blend it seamlessly with that of the Soviet system. And this is the third way. apprentice, Professor Newt Gingrich, the yep. pro-carbon tax globalist. That's right, and he's also uh, a head of the annual meeting for the world scientists to do with uh, chipping individuals worldwide. Uh, the first one they held was in 2000 at uh, Loyola University, where they talked about successfully trans, you know, implanting chips in the brain. They did say there was a system ready to go. All they had to do now was train the public through fiction, through movies and so on, and aim at the young uh, to accept it and want it. And that will now, come. I want you yeah. to continue with that in the next hour. But I, I want you to understand, we have the Rockefeller Foundation documents. They're on the websites. It's public. They are poisoning the food and water. They are adding stuff to the vaccines. This is real. I mean, get out of your trance. And I, I'm, I'm even telling myself this. Physically realize how incredible it is they're doing this. You got interrupted by the break. We're about to go to break again. But get back into the uh, stuff they're putting in vaccines. Yeah. Well, again, do you remember Dr. Salk? before he became the champion and the hero of the common folk with this polio vaccine, uh, was also the, the, the head of the British and American Eugenics Society, who advocated by many papers which he wrote, which are up there, on that massive reduction and sterilization of the general public. And suddenly becomes the hero who's saving you with vaccines. And then from 50s onwards, um, the sperm count in the male goes plummeting down year by year by year. Uh, this is all tied together. These guys don't sit at world meetings discussing uh, something for Santa Claus to grant them at Christmas. They go ahead and they actually implement it because... They do believe that they have the right to govern the public, do as they wish with the public, and in their words, to save the world, you see, from overpopulation. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Okay, Alan, you were getting into uh, Dr. Sock, the head eugenicist. Well, he killed a lot of people. They released the virus. Uh, it's in CBS News that all over the world they go and inject people with the new polio, and then it, it's live polio. And then, and then they say, oh, we got to vaccinate everybody now because there's been a polio outbreak we caused. I mean, they just brazenly are murdering us they right did that, the open. Yeah, they did that in Africa uh, earlier this year. They gave them uh, the spray uh, mist, I think it was, and the sugar-coated ones. And the, the United Nations World Health Organization, of all people, because they generally hush it all up, they're the ones who advocated this, admitted now that this vaccine they gave uh, the Africans had, had mutated into a super uh, polio uh, that they cannot stop. So uh, this is an agenda. They don't make these kind of mistakes at the top or in the lab laboratories. We had the same thing happen, remember, too, with, uh, uh, with millions of women being sterilized uh, chemically uh, by being given uh, inje- free injections by the World Health Organization uh, to, for tetanus, supposedly, in India and Africa. And they admitted later on they had done it 
and uh, they justified that the people had to be sterilized. I mean, who else is going to do it? They won't do it themselves. And uh, they, they actually admitted that uh, 30 different separate laboratories across Europe somehow were all contaminated with this particular um, uh, chemical which went straight for the ovaries, caused massive inflation, and, and then literally killed them off, fibrosed them off till they were useless. So the chemical, uh, basically, sterilization is a favorite uh, Type that they, they use. A hormone yeah. to the tetanus shot that bound with it and then caused. Uh, the it carried it to the ovaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to go to break and come back with calls. But I want to start getting into this now. All of the killing, the soft killing uh, that's been going on, it, they admit is just beta testing. Uh, but uh, that's why insiders like Dr. Eric Pianca says with this weird, crazy cult look, and he gets all these awards all over the world for it. Soon we're all going to die. The airborne Ebola is coming. It's going to be beautiful. I'm sad for my wife and children and I that will die, but I'm ready for the earth. Then I criticize him and his graduate students. We didn't search their names, sent us their, 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 their graduate papers saying all humans should be killed. And then you pull up their names. There they are in white lab coats at government facilities. You know, I mean, I mean, they are just there and they're like a death cult. And they show videos on TV and at movie theaters of children being murdered by the government for the earth. And it's good. And they're just a death yeah. cult of murdering pure evil. And they're so brainwashed that their low level priests like Pianca and others and, and, and Peter Singer are like, yes, the death is coming. It's beautiful. Total death. Total mm-hmm. death. I mean, it's yeah. just a satanic cult straight out of hell. Yes, and they do definitely recruit uh, the fringe elements in society, the ones who have a a big chip on their shoulders and who who love this type of thing. They join these groups. They're very radical. They're promoted. They're funded by the big foundations again to demand uh, from government, uh, uh, pretending that they're demanding on behalf of the public, of course, that certain laws get enacted. And that's why your energy taxes are going to go sky high. That's part of it, too. Uh, there will be food rationing coming along in this new world order. There's no doubt they have lots of documentation well, on it. That's part of it. They say you have a carbon ration for how much food you can have or how many children. That's BBC. Alan, let's finish up with that and then take all. Stay with us. the T-Rex of political talk. Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. All right, we're going to be on your phone calls and the whole military takeover now being unveiled to the public at the bottom of the hour. Alan Watts, our guest. I'll tell you about some of the other guests coming up here in a moment. But, listen, when we get up here and say we have U.N. documents and CBC TV admitting that they killed a bunch of people with viruses and the polio... When we get up here and tell you the male sperm count in Europe, the United States, Canada's down by over 85%. When we, I mean, this is all admitted. When we tell you aspartame makes you go blind and gives you cancer, you know, that's even Fox News, AP, Reuters, mainline studies. But they've got it where they've just conditioned everybody that, well, everybody just gets cancer and dies. Oh, everything's deadly. Everything's deadly. They engineer it into an entire system around us. Do you understand this has all just been a test? And they are clearly getting everybody with all these TV shows and movies and nonfiction shows about megaviruses are going to develop naturally in the wild and kill almost everybody. And the governments of the world are accelerating their big bunkers for themselves and their emergency seed vaults and they're putting out all this GMO stuff. I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that this is life and death. That's why I'm not worried about being killed or set up or anything because I love humanity. I love decency. I love my children. I know this is all real. 
I know it's their plan. I've proven it. You can go prove it for yourself. We told you everything that would happen with the pensions and the dollar and gold and the economy because they've done it in third world countries over and over again. They said in the 2002 IMF World Bank documents that got leaked, they were going to do it here. You understand it's going to happen unless you go absolutely wild getting the word out and start caring and start getting angry. If I walked up to you and your wife eating at a cafe at 7 p.m. one night in Austin, Texas, and I took your lemonade, dumped it on your wife's head, even a little guy, you know, would, would have the honor and the anger to stand up and probably beat the tar out of me. But they are murdering your children soft kill, murdering your wife soft kill, murdering you soft kill, and you can't get angry. I'm talking about new listeners. And even myself, I've got to every day compose myself, focus, realize the cost, realize what we're facing. I mean, this is real. Do you understand that? And we're on an express elevator to Hades right now. And the churches are all government paid off, the big ones, and saying, submit, it's the end of the world. Go, you know, go along with all this, you're going to be raptured out. The Bible clearly says that after Christ returns, that the dead in Christ are raised, that the beast will wage war against the saints and overcome them, but that they wake everybody up. There's a huge revival. Now, even if you're not a Christian, the point is this, this, this idea of it's the end of the world, 2012. Notice they've engineered 2012 off some quackery with the Mayan calendar. When the Mayan calendar, I've gone down there and talked to top archaeologists, people who are Mayan, who are archaeologists, and they say, no, it just means the end of the age, 2012, a new hearth will be lit. Basically, sun god worship. Uh, and it's not even true. But, but notice the Pentagon says 2012 total collapse. The British Ministry of Defense says it. It's all public documents. Paul Watson has it in his article uh, that is up on prisonplanet.com. We're getting it moved over to infowars.com as well. U.S. troops to deal with rioting Americans. It shows the military admitting it. It shows that, oh, there's a crisis, a collapse coming into 2012. So, so that's another for people that aren't Christian. They said, what do we do? A lot of Christians, you know, 150 years ago, the big banks openly with Schofield and others took over the churches and said, don't worry about fighting evil like our founders did in 1776, led by the Black Brigade, the pastors. It's the end of the world, and you're not supposed to fight evil. God will handle it all, and uh, Captain Kirk will beam you up. Not in the Bible. Not in the Bible, okay? After the, thou after the devil's thrown into the pit, from the Christian perspective here, okay, the dead in Christ are raised, and then Christ comes back for a thousand-year reign, and then the serpent is loosed again for a short time. Okay? It's all clear as day. It's all a lie. 2012 is all a lie. They said, what do we do? Half the world isn't Christian or more. What do we do? Well, we give them a, a new age baloney 2012 and promote it so everybody feels like there's no hope. It's And I see all these dumb yuppies on YouTube going, so what? I hope we do have war. I hope the whole world's nuked. Humanity's not worth it. They're making it cute to not care, cute to be nihilistic. Uh, Alan Watt, can you speak to that? And then we're going to calls. Yes, it is nihilistic, but remember, too, the big players who worked in the big world think tanks and went across the, the top Ivy League universities to talk to the future leaders of the world, uh, like um, Aldous Huxley, talked about this, this society coming up. You had Bertrand Russell doing the, the same thing, Lord Bertrand Russell. And Bertrand Russell also worked for MI5 at one point. Uh, you can't trust any of these guys. However, he did say, Russell said, we shall create a condition of apathy amongst the general public towards the end. 
And when you look at a place like Britain that's had maybe 30, 40 years of increasing apathy until you don't know what Britain even is anymore, uh, you've had so much propaganda, psychological warfare, uh, mass immigration, so much immigration that Tony Blair said, hopefully, Tony Blair said, hopefully, uh, this will be the, the end of Britain as we know it, and as far as its culture goes. And the more immigrants we bring in, he said, from diverse uh, countries, uh, the less chance they could ever go back to a British culture. He actually the stated British Parliament that. On who admit most of the CPS workers and police now are foreigners because they enjoy coming in and pushing people around. Yes, that is a fact. And they're given priority to do it and, and authority to do it. And they act the, the part very well because they come from countries that have never known anything about voting or democracy. And they're used to just working for the big boss and getting paid for it. Uh, and that's what they're doing now. Uh, remember, too, also in the U.S., um, I think it was Kissinger uh, said in a statement to California when he was giving a lecture there back in the 70s. He said, under the right circumstances, the, the U.S. would be glad to see the blue helmets coming in from the U.N. And he was talking about what's coming up shortly in the future, uh, food riots, that kind of stuff coming up. Because food has been taken over, over since World War II. It's been an encroachment by governments and government authorities working with the United Nations Agricultural Department. Now, the Agriculture Department in the U.S., and in the same, as you know, I've read the quotes mm -hmm. here. We've had the farm you know, rights groups on. They, they come and tell the farmers, get big or get out. Work That's for right. mega agri. That's a quote. Get big or get out. And, and now they've got the food safety bills where you can't even grow tomatoes uh, mm -hmm. or, or avocado or, 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 or grapes, anything, uh, oranges, apples. Pears, you can grow nothing and sell it. Yes, and also now you've got SWAT teams, literally SWAT teams attacking dairies, for goodness sake, uh, because they're, they're giving out wholesome milk that hasn't been neutered because it hasn't been uh, pasteurized and everything destroyed in it. Uh, and they're even just confiscating cheeses, natural cheeses and all the rest of it. SWAT teams with guns drawn going in to farmers. Uh, that's utter tyranny. And if people can't see that right now and stop that right now. Uh, by the way, we I have a up. surveillance yeah. video from the little farmer's market store. They happen to have a camera. And it yep. shows the cops come in and the people are peaceful, just, you know, hippies standing there. And they pull guns and say, get on the ground. Get on the that's ground. Right. Uh, you're selling oranges. And, and then they go to Amish people's houses now. And they're saying no dust is allowed to be released when you till the earth. And they're taking mm -hmm. their farms. And, and they're swatting teaming people selling, you know, selling a rutabaga on the side of the road and pumpkins. Mm -hmm. Alan Watt, you know, the globalists in their own writings, you talked about this, talk about how they are scientific wild men. They want to keep their ancient humanity. They want to keep their aggression. They want to keep their fertility. I see articles about David Rockefeller. I saw it mainstream news out looking last week. I'd already seen it before, but how he has little farms all over the U.S. Yeah. for all his food. It's flown everywhere he goes. Uh, Prince Philip does this. I've seen him in a documentary. They understand what's going on, and they have the antidotes as well to all the weapons they've launched on us. Uh, and, and so it's just incredible. It's incredible when you realize, uh, even going back to the, to the farming, um, remember, too, uh, that the heads of the CEO of the United Nations Agricultural Department stated years ago that, that uh, farming was too important to be left to farmers. They wanted to eradicate all small farmers, and only the big agribusiness would be allowed to ha farm at all. Now, we're watching ourselves being corralled with, with our water, our food, 
being taken away from us, a right to even grow our own food taken away from us, that's, that's, that should be enough to get anybody up in arms because when that happens, that's a standard war technique. Food and water is your basic survival. Without that, you've had it. And we sit back calmly thinking that the grocery stores will always be full of, of all the processed rubbish that they buy. But, uh, People forget, too, there was a small farmers that gotten through the last depression. There were so many small farms around who had stuff to sell to the public when they couldn't get food. Uh, this time, when they, when, when they really crunch us the next time, there's going to be no small farms left to go to. You'll be left, and government wants that. They want you with a ration card, and Big Brother will dish out your, dole out your food for the week. All right, stay there. Alan Watt is our guest. Let's go back to Alan and calls because I'm out of control here today. Alan, I want to get into the media hyping fake UFO landings and Project Bluebeam before you leave us. Also, the military takeover uh, drills that are now uh, unveiling uh, fact showing they're getting closer to occupation of the U.S. Now it's not for Al-Qaeda, it's for angry Americans because they knew when they swindled us with this bank takeover, people get angry. Tony in Illinois, you're on the air with Alan Watt, the one, the only. Go ahead. Um, how you doing, Alex? Um, I got a comment for you and a, a question for Alan. Sure. My comment for you is, Alex, I'm a part of We Are Change Chicago, and um, that guy Lee is not no longer associated with us. He doesn't represent us all. Uh, you know, I really don't even uh, particularly know what you're talking about. But listen, I really appreciate uh, We Are Change and helped uh, put it on the map in the beginning with, uh, with uh, uh, of course, Luke Radowski, and I think it's one of the best organizations out there, and it's wonderful. That's just uh, COINTELPRO stuff you're talking about. But uh, what's your question or comment for, uh, for our guest? trying to find out more about Newt Gingrich and the, um, and the brain chipping in the Loyal University. Is there any links out there to it? Is there any, uh, any videos on YouTube? The first, uh, the, yeah, the first year uh, he held the meeting, he opened the meeting with his initial address. He's written books about it. Gingrich has written, you can just search yeah. Newt Gingrich uh, microchipping and you'll get the minutes of it and the quotes from his book. Sorry, mm-hmm. I just want to give folks a source. Yeah, and there was also uh, the first meeting at Loyola University uh, came out with 600 pages for the university, and I managed to get uh, downloaded before they took it off. But uh, there is still a, a partial, a link with partial transcripts uh, still up there, and I have it in my archives at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. If you go in there and look for it, you'll find it there. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's about five, maybe 400 pages left in it. But the original one was 600 pages. They had the top scientists and, and bio uh, special uh, fields and so on into their meeting. The one from Tokyo, Japan, uh, said that um, they, they developed a brain chip which would interface with the protein of the brain. It would be indistinguishable, so it would not be rejected. And it was all ready to go. He said, uh, think of the, this world coming up as a hive society, the hive and he said, there'll be no more individuality. It'll be impossible for the individual who's chipped to even think of themselves as a distinct individual because everyone will be connected with centralized regional computers. And uh, he said, you'll hear whispers going through your head of the communications from the central computers to the individuals around you and to you and going back again. And when I, when I, when I heard that, I thought, that's, he's talking about the Borg from Star Trek. This is exactly what they're talking about. All they have you know, to do Star now. Star Trek is predictive programming. Explain yes, what that it is. is to people. 
It is, absolutely. And um, the, the thing is, too, um, this hive mentality they want is for the general population, uh, but not for themselves at the top, because Charles Galton Darwin, a big player in the 50s through, through his lifetime, the top world meetings with the United Nations and all the big players and foundations, uh, he said, we, we are, who are the world leaders, we who are the elite, mustn't chip ourselves, he says, or alter ourselves chemically or through hormones. He says that's for the public to make, to, to make them more peaceable and, and um, accommodating. He said, we are, must retain our wild qualities, our ability for self-preservation. The public won't need that because the state will be making all their decisions for them. Yep, it's all on record. Uh, Tony, good to hear from you. God bless. Keep it up with We Are Change Chicago and everybody. Alan Watt. Uh, is here with us. So let's go uh, to Peter in Canada. Peter, you're on the air. Hello, Alex. Hello, Alan. Thanks for taking my call. Alan, my question for you is, I live in British Columbia here, and our uh, premier is Gordon Campbell. And as you know, he was at the Bilderberg meeting earlier this year. What do you think they have planned for him, and what do you think his agenda is while he's still here in office? Well, it's prime ministership, but go ahead. Yeah, well, he's, he's definitely uh, part of it. These guys that you think you're elect are picked by, um, we have our own Canadian Council on Foreign Relations here. And every, every uh, prime minister or, or minister of, of the government or, or, or the, the provinces is picked way in advance, years before you even hear their names. They're groomed for their positions. They're even told when they'll be put into power. And this is the con of democracy. But there's no doubt about it uh, that British Columbia, uh, I've got boots going back to the 1930s by the Council on Foreign Relations and the Royal Institute of International Affairs, uh, uh, where they had their meetings in Australia. And they said, uh, they were talking about the populations of Canada and the maximum population that they could sustain, etc. At that time, they said about 30-odd million, but they would have to add more from, for immigration from China to the west coast of Canada. And they'd have, because that would become, or British Columbia would become basically the, the porting city uh, for all the goods and the trade that would come from China, and lots of Chinese would have to move in and be, be the managerial class to, to take the, on that responsibility with their language and so on. So I've lived long enough to see that happen, and these guys were talking about in the 30s when China was still a third world country. They didn't have factories, had nothing. We built the factories through the GATT Treaty from the World Trade Organization. We funded them up into their strength. Canada trained most of their engineers from the 70s onwards when they didn't even have factories to go back to work in. So um, these guys work centuries, the whole centuries worked out in advance. Well, and it's a subset of lords under the British feudal system where they mm-hmm. even get families uh, that continually in power, like the Bushes and others, a, a, yeah. as a subset. So it, it's, it's, it's really hereditary power. It's hereditary power, and uh, they also get a lot to – got to admit, too, there's a lot of sexual deviancy amongst the power elites – and they've all come out with their little scandals here and there, and of course they close ranks together at the top and cover each other up. But um, uh, these guys are sworn to, to their cause. They do believe they'll get a, a kick upstairs into the better quality food, all that kind of stuff. They already get that when they get into that. Their whole family gets uh, passes uh, for the better quality foods that are untampered with non-GMO, all that stuff. Uh, and that's why they also Germany, keep quiet. Germany, with the flu shot last year, it turned out the, the ruling class and the politicians all got a special, quote, clean mm-hmm. one. 
Yeah. Well, and not only that, the government refused to take it. They said, this is untested. If he gets sick, who's going to run the country? So uh, they're not so stupid after all. They know what they're doing. Uh, this, the, the flu, of course, injection is just, it's just more bioengineering on us. That's what that Peter, is. that is an amazing question. Anything else? Uh, no, I just look forward to next week and listen to you. All right, thank you. I look forward to shaking your hand. Uh, let's talk to Chris in Texas. I want to move quick now. Chris, go ahead. Hello? Yes, Chris. Hi, uh, Alex. Um, I've been listening to your show for quite some time, and, and this is the first time for me to call in. And I just wanted to um, tell, uh, well, you all were talking about property and uh, how that is so important in, their, in the fight against this global system. You know, slaves are not supposed to have property, and they're not supposed to have guns and and it's feudalism to pay a yearly tax on your land. We don't really own our property now. They got rid of that with property taxes. And there's now a federal property tax in the health care bill, 5% on all property, all, all real estate. Yes, and, and, and the Republicans, you know, a lot of people are going to vote Republican. But the Republicans now in Texas are calling for a statewide property tax. And, you know, they want to take it out of the local control. Right now, the, the county judges in each county determines the property rate. And I didn't know that. And when I found that out, I ran, I'm running for Yeah, it's got to be centralized in the state so it can be passed on to the federal and then the international government. Chris, great points. Uh, Alan Watt. Yes, uh, of course, you're quite right when you hit it, that's the nail on the head, actually, when you said, or when you said that without uh, property, you're a slave. Without rights to food, you're a slave. When you're dependent on everything, you need food, shelter, clothing, water for survival. If you don't have rights to that, you are a slave. So that's the bottom line. They're bringing you into a new form of slavery. And this is the authoritarian system, which the Club of Rome uh, demanded they get brought in. The big it's think very tank. elementary. If slaves are independent, they're going to run off and be self-sufficient. But if they've got to have you, they'll actually compete to be patted on the head by the slave master. Yes. And if you own property, you see, if you own property technically without taxes and you should have pay no taxes on them, you can survive a depression. You can survive anything. You can at least live and keep yourself and keep yourself tax, warm. So if you don't have their money, they can take your property. That's right. And so we've been trained and trained and trained that private property is bad. It's a dodgy risk to take on, etc. Just rent, rent, rent. And eventually you will go into... The See, the world that they're bringing in is a, what they call a socialist system. And everyone must be dependent upon the government to make them behave and go along with all the rules contained within the socialist system. Remember, it's an authoritarian system. People with private property tend to get rather indignant and stand up for their rights, especially when it comes to keeping their property, and they have fought them down through the ages. One of the biggest problems the ancient Rome had, same thing again, the senators were passing laws taxing the peasants who eventually helped uh, overthrow Rome along with the invaders. They actually joined side with invaders to get rid of all these senators that had robbed their land from them, stole their land and their houses. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. Let's talk. i got to move quick now because i got two other issues i got to hit with Alan. We appreciate him joining us. Julio in Illinois, good to hear from you. Welcome. Okay, he's not there. We'll let him go. Uh, let's talk to Steve in California. Steve, you're on the air. Yeah, thank you, Alan. Uh, Steve uh, here in California. Listen, uh, I go back into Patriot Network, Network a while, uh, quite a while back, and I'm wondering if you saw in L.A. Times that they were using foreign troops, also came out in the BBC. They had a mock-up town doing 
car searches and searching for guns. Mm -hmm. And they interviewed, it came out on the BBC, what are you practicing for to the Chinese general? And he said the invasion of America. Yeah, no, that years was, ago. That was in the 90s, and it'll pop in my head. Uh, they had the Cooperative Nugget 1, 2, and 3. And they, and they had the general on video. In fact, Google general says that troops are part of the New World Order, and it'll come up. Cooperative Nugget. General says troops are part of the New World Order. And he goes, it's, in fact, it's one of my police state films. He goes, you are part of our wonderful New World Order battle force. And it's all these foreigners going, Ugh! And they train with role players that are Americans to take them down. Uh, Alan Watt. Yes, and they've been bringing all kinds of troops into Canadian bases for the last 20 years and training them. Uh, the, the, the ex-Soviet troops are trained in different bases in Canada. It's mainly officers who train, and what they're taught is civil laws of the country and the area. And so that when they bring in the main troops, they already know how to follow the localized uh, civil laws, etc. And first, exactly, first they're getting us trained. Uh, to have regular troops, and then as part of NLE 09, it's foreign troops, and now it's Israelis spying in Pennsylvania and everywhere else. They're just, the cops are like, here's the Israelis, here's the Chinese, here's the Czech Republic, here's the Brits, and the cops literally, in fact, they send our SWAT teams over to Iraq to learn how to do it. That was in the Fort Hood newspaper, the Fort Hood Sentinel. Uh, brave rifles trained with APD, and literally the cops just salute to, to Chinese, you name it. I'm ready to crush the American people. Huh. I mean, that's basically what this is. It is. And also remember, too, you see that the, when they signed the treaty at, at, at San Francisco in 1946 for the United Nations, every president and prime minister signed away then the sovereign rights of the country to, to decide its own fate and destiny uh, back, back then. And any country which tries to pull out of this coming global order they've been working towards and we're working through, we're all part of it really right now, uh, will be called a rogue state, and then all the other United Nations countries will bring the troops in to get them back under control. That's what this is all about. And they've got all the predictive programming movies and TV where the UN lands to restore order because states are breaking away during an economic collapse. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, that's part of it too, because they know they can bring it on so badly with uh, lack of cash, banks failure, uh, devaluation of the dollar, uh, the lack of food, whatever, bring it all on, on at the same time. And there will be chaos, obviously, even amongst the society where, where those who have the least stored up, the least whatever, will start rising to, to steal from other people. And that will be the excuse they'll bring in to bring in these troops. Yeah. And, and, and now they're on the news going, we really have trained the troops to take over your local towns, but it can also be for Afghanistan and the Army Times. You know, but you'll see the line. In one newspaper, they're like, oh, it's for overseas. And then you actually read the Army Times and what they're going, no, and it's for America, too. We're here learning how to take the city over. And going back eight years ago, here is a, I think it's seven years ago, a clip from 60 Minutes where they have signs that say, give peace a chance, follow the Constitution. And I've been to these drills where they're training to take on Americans. This is what's really happening. This is what's going on. Let's play a brief clip of the pain ray being used on. And, and, and by the way, I didn't see that pain ray article uh, in uh, Paul Joseph Watson's uh, story. Let's make sure he posts that uh, that uh, uh, CBS uh, story about that. Uh, but, uh, Alan, I remember the head of the Air Force uh, came out and said, we need to use pain ray on Americans first. Mm -hmm. Yes, they, they will use that on Americans first. Um, 
they've had this stuff actually since the 1950s, even small portable units that they can put in their pocket and use on you. But the big ones, of course, they've shown, uh, even the military demo uh, vehicles are showing up on Google, uh, testing this stuff out on civilians. And believe me, it can work. But the other big thing to remember is, too, if you remember Tiananmen Square, uh, and the reporters said that the, they brought, uh, again, troops from the north of China that were Mongolian, uh, who really are, are almost apart from the Chinese. So they always bring in foreigners who have nothing in common with the ones they're going to bash. You they see. use southern uh, uh, Chinese to go into Tibet. So there's yes. no, a, a racial connection there in the borderlands. Uh-huh. And the reporters, the reporters also said that these, these uh, troops were hyped up, really hyped up on some kind of drugs. Now, the troops today in the United Nations Army, all troops are, are into about seven to nine drugs, each prescribed drugs by the military. And these guys are going to bring in literally are like zombies. They're like trained zombies. And then who, they're addicted and get med- uh, mental problems, and they get to take their right to guns after mm-hmm. they're out. Hence the Blackwater filings in federal court where there are piles of cocaine, steroids, running around naked, shooting mm-hmm. up families for enjoyment. They are creating the army of hell. Uh, That's right. Yeah, totally, just totally wicked, berserking, the equivalent of, of, of orcs or something from Lord of the Rings, the yeah. Urukai or something, half man, half orc. Uh, let's go ahead and play that clip from 60 Minutes. Here it is. Which is being tested at Moody Air Force Base in South Georgia. Go! Go! Targets here are people, military volunteers creating a scenario soldiers might encounter in Iraq. Angry protesters advancing on American troops who have to choose between backing down or opening fire. Off in the distance, a half mile away, the operator of the ray gun has the crowd in his sights. Unlike the soldiers on the ground, he has no qualms about firing away because his weapon won't injure anyone. He squeezes off a blast. The first shot hits like an invisible punch. The protesters regroup, and he fires again. And again. Finally, they've had enough. The ray gun drives them away with no harm done. Officially called the active denial system, it does penetrate... Now they have these out at tea parties, sound cannons. It's the same announcements. And they have provocateurs cause problems. They have a pretext to attack you. This is their control grid. Now I want to play a new clip. Uh, and we have, again, this report. Uh, but notice they say it's for Afghanistan. No, it's not. They And Watson has all the Army's own admissions. This is for the United States. It has the dual use of Afghanistan. But I heard troops calling on the radio this morning on 590 AM saying, yes, it's good. This is all good. Uh, you know, yeah, the economy's collapsing. We're going to take over. So they're... Ne- so they're now even telling uh, the troops all of this. They're now even admitting all of this to the troops themselves. While we're queuing that up, Alan, your comments on it. Yes, and remember, too, these uh, pain rays, I turn on microwave technology, have different settings on them. And they have uh, uh, two major settings. One is the minor settings up to a certain point. Once they key in the top settings, and they've used this in Iraq, it's up on Google, um, they, can, they, they literally fry the people. They've done it in a, people in a bus in Iraq. It's well documented by video. You'll see these shrunken bodies. It literally shrinks the body. Uh, and de- completely takes all the moisture out, and you're left with these four and a half feet long ex-human beings. Uh, this is the kind of stuff they're going to use uh, back home in America. Yeah.
And the next video clip is linked up in the article by Paul Watson. Government trains troops to run American cities. And we had that at the start. I'm not sure we're going to be able to have it before this uh, hour ends. But it's, it's all up in the article. Government trains troops to run American cities. And Paul Watson has a second article on that. U.S. troops to deal with rioting Americans. But the good news is after we play this uh, Christopher Moncton bombshell interview coming up, I'll be able to come back. Uh, it's it's ready now. Here is the clip. I'm going to get Alan Watts' take on it. Here it is. And starting the day's activities off with a five-mile run. This is a government 101 day, um, the city of Watertown and the 3rd BCT, and we felt this was a good way to kick the day off. We'll be spending the morning talking about um, local um, governance and spending the afternoon doing some tours of city facilities to include water, wastewater, hydroelectric. Uh, this morning's run was really uh, a part of our program, the Peace of the Rock program. Uh, we've partnered with several communities, uh, Watertown being one of them. Our uh, 287 Infantry Battalion partners with Watertown. Uh, but it's also part of uh, a program we're calling Government 101, uh, where we actually learn from the city officials here in Watertown on how to provide services. The 3rd Brigade Combat Team will use the information that they obtained today from the city and apply that over in Afghanistan to help build more of a community structure. Really, it's learning from experts. Uh, they are the experts in civic uh, government, providing services to the population, and, and we are seeking to learn from them, take some of their best practices, and we'll apply those in Afghanistan where we can uh, in the area that we'll be stationed. These ladies and gentlemen are headed into a situation where, in essence, they will be. Okay. Then in our article, we have all the mainstream links of them running checkpoints, DUI checkpoints, searching people, running checkpoints all over the country. But this is the, the, the first wave of, oh, the troops are here. Oh, they're jogging with the locals, forming a relationship. And the troops are first told a mission that it's for Afghanistan. Next, they're then told, no, this is for domestic operations. This is a group of, of, of newbies who are now being inducted into this. So, oh, well, we helped out to learn how the city runs. Now we're here to take your city over. Alan Watt. Yeah, this is going on absolutely, too. And in Britain, they're using other techniques, too, including communitarianism, where, where they're now supposedly giving power back to the local communities. But they've already set up the Sovietized structure through common purpose, uh, organizations, uh, which is attached to the Council on Foreign Relations uh, or, or Royal of International Affairs. It's a branch of them in actuality. And so they've already set up the leaders to, to run your local Soviet. Soviet meant, meant ruled by councils, and this is the ideal system that the Rockefellers uh, suggested that they bring in many, many years ago. That's what you're seeing happening, too. So it's the, the new communitarian type of system where experts run everything. That's, that was the whole idea of what the Soviet was supposed to be about, expert rule, and civilians do as they're told. Now, the only expert, in, as far as I'm concerned, about in, in civilian life are the civilians themselves. You know what you need. Uh, you don't need experts to tell you uh, that you can even have it. You have the right to have water and food and all the rest of it. I'll have to have you back soon, Alan, because I know you're an expert on this, but we know it's declassified. The governments of the world have planned Project Bluebeam, fake alien landings to unify the planet. They are really hyping it now. They had another fake hoax again yesterday uh, in the news saying aliens were going to land yesterday. The Pentagon's promoting all this garbage. Uh, what's your view on that? It's the same old story. They, they always said they would try something like this. They had a test run uh, initially back 
uh, in the days of, uh, I think it was Orston Wells who did uh, War of the Worlds on radio, and, and, and they used um, Princeton University psychology department with the Pentagon funding as well and Rockefeller funding to fool Americans, thinking this was a real invasion, to see how the public would react. So this is an old idea that would scare the public um, enough about uh, invasions would all come together under a common purpose to fight off an alien invasion, that kind of stuff. Uh, and, of course, uh, it's a great distraction as well. We know, too, that the UFO cover has been a fantastic cover, alien uh, uh, cover, uh, rather than look at what they're building here. They've been building amazing uh, equipment and flying machines here for over 50, 60 years, and it's covered up their, 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 their tactics. It's, I call it the flying saucers what the real jet set are, are, are uh, traveling about in these days. That's what it is. The real jet set. I mean, we know they've <laughs> suppressed a lot of technology, and that's been proven. Alan, uh, we've got a special ever before seen video interviews we did with you that are very professionally done with bombshell developments, and you'll be uninterrupted tonight uh, as part of the video and audio streaming. We're going to be airing those, so you'll be back with us uh, via video, and I look forward to speaking to you again in the near future. And, of course, the website is cuttingthematrix.com. People should certainly support you and your great research. God bless you, Alan. It's been a pleasure, Alex. It's always been a pleasure having you on.